Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Raz and Ridge show. Uh, this is your host Raz. And this is Ridge. Assalamu alaikum. And uh, thank you for joining us for episode number six. And I hope we continue to tackle topics that are interesting to our listeners. Thank you for all your feedback over the last few weeks. Uh, we've had some very positive feedback, alhamdulillah, so thank you, but also ways that we could improve things. Uh, one feedback that we had was that perhaps we could do a Q&A session. Yeah, that would be a good um, idea. So if you do have questions or particular um, topics that you like us to cover, try and keep it to the topic that we're talking about because you might ask questions that we're going to cover in a future episode or a future podcast um, which is fine but if you try and keep it to questions or comments even about the particular episode that we uh, that you know that we're talking about then that will be helpful and it will add to the whole discussion so yeah we'll do that starting from the next episode I guess because inshallah inshallah, if you drop your questions then then we can absolutely do that this week um, we're going to tackle the topic of screens and that we use that as a broad term yeah. right so what do we mean by screens Ridge? so screens could be uh, ipad tv cartoons video games mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. sort of mobile phones not really mobile phones because we're sort of more talking our kids are young so we're obviously going to talk within the frame of reference of our own yeah. children sort but of mobile phones very much relevant i mean how many kids have you seen even including our own who sort of grabbed their parents phone and then, that's true yeah, actually yeah, yeah that's so a good yeah point. okay fine okay so screens is a very very important subject and there's a huge diversity in terms of beliefs and opinions out there and in terms of how strict certain people are how lax certain people are um so let's talk a little bit about our own experiences growing up uh Ridge, how was it for you so for me growing up screens were very restricted of course we grew up um 90 in the 90s so we had tv but there was sort of no obviously ipads or internet connection things like that so yeah we watched we were allowed i have one sister so my sister and i we were just allowed to watch tv on weekends that's it and i remember being quite envious of my friends because they were allowed to watch tv every day after school my mom was very militant mashallah about that so no for us it was maybe one hour on the weekend and one hour total yeah, total, like on, on the weekend, that's it. And I remember um, at one point we were into, my sister and I were into Pokemon and there was this massive battle, Pokemon battle on a Wednesday, right. which was uh, a weekday and uh, we were not allowed to watch it. And my mom said, no, you can't. And I remember begging her and sobbing and she'd be like, no, we must have been age 10 maybe. And yeah, we, she, wow. she was just really strict with wow. screens. So were you guys, did you ever feel that impacted your relationship with other kids and you felt uncool or out of the loop? Not really, because kids in my school didn't really discuss tv i don't know they didn't yeah didn't really discuss tv screens no not really okay oh we did i mean i did so growing up for me was very different i think we saw tv on most days um you know we'd come back from school we'd have some snacks or whatever and i mean we had long days you know we'd be up at seven and um be out the house within you know 30 40 minutes and then back by about five six so there were long days because we had like an hour over an hour journey um bus each way um so we'd come back we'd be exhausted and we'd uh watch a couple of shows you know i used to remember watching keenan and kel after school and (laughs) stuff like um are you afraid of the dark and nickelodeon you know different different types of things but um yeah, so for us it was fine. We were, you know, the rules were a bit more chilled, and uh, you know, I saw horror films at the age of like 10, 11, and I saw stuff. Uh, my dad is a big Bollywood fan, and he loved his Bollywood songs. He had like a huge collection, like I don't know, hundreds of videotapes. Back then, we had VHS. <laughs> for those probably listening, probably don't even know what VHS VHS is, but like tapes of films and songs and whatever. So. You know, uh, it was a big presence okay. growing up. Um, so this obviously our childhood experiences impact how we are with the children. Mm. Because obviously I am quite strict with the kids and you are quite chilled out with the kids. Yeah. yeah. I would like to add, interestingly, um, that my sister and I, although we have obviously same parents, um, she is, we're both, first of all, avid readers. And I think I'm really glad that my mom did restrict the screen so much because mm. I don't know anyone who reads as much as my sister and I do. I do yeah. So, you yeah. know, Alhamdulillah, I think that really did instill that reading habit. But to this day, and it just it's uh, fascinating how parenting affects different kids in different ways because my sister, 
she sort of rebelled afterwards and mm. not rebelled but she once the she got a laptop and netflix and things like that she can binge watch tv for like eight hours on a weekend for example mm. and that's mm. guilt-free for me i mean raz and uh, you and i we do watch some shows yeah. but every time i watch tv to this day i'm 30 years old i get that feeling of guilt because i feel like mm, i'm doing so i'm not productive i'm not you know yeah. and that's come straight from my mom so mm. for me that sort of lack of tv the the restrictions they that mentality has stayed for my sister she went total opposite direction yeah so that's just a fascinating point with parenting how yeah well that, that's very interesting um but i guess it gives you an idea you know i just because you have a certain brought up it doesn't mean you hold the same views for the rest of your life yeah um you start developing your own beliefs and that evolves mm-hmm. over time um so how has it been so i suppose it's what we really want to discuss and what I'm sure people want to hear is how have we done things with our kids? What sort of, um, what sort of limitations or what sort of restrictions have we put or, um, so let's talk about it. First of all, we do have a TV in the house. Um, uh, it's interesting. Some people choose not to have TVs at all. I would prefer not to have a TV, but, uh, I don't Mm. think the TV is going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I, I think, well, let's discuss that. So why do you think it's good to not have a TV in the house? I don't like the idea of the TV being the center of sort of the living room and everyone sort of crowds around the TV and the TV's on. Um, If you remember when we first got married, you would come home from work and put the TV on, even Mm. if it was the news or the sports. And I remember being like, let's turn the TV off. Why do we have to have the TV on in the background? So yeah, and so that habit stopped. And so now we don't have the TV on in the background ever, apart from when the kids are watching their own sort of designated time or if we're watching a certain show. But I don't like having the TV sort of running in the background. Yeah. Whereas I think you would prefer you, you you don't have a problem with that. Um I don't well I, I guess uh, no I I don't um now. Yeah, sure, but I I, I just feel like it restricts conversation. If yeah, yeah, that, that's absolutely on. true, but I'm just trying to think back to the last time we've done that as a family though. Like I don't think we've done that with a TV in the background for many many years. No, no, we don't. This is what we, I'm saying is that Yeah, that, so <laughs> um so that, but that's an active choice. That's, that's an active that's choice. That's an active choice. And at to the keep same the time, off. yeah. And at the same time, I, you know, I don't think TV is the center for us. It's no. not. So my question to you is then: Why, if you can have a TV and not make it a center like we do, why is it such a big thing to have a TV in the house? Despite that, that's a good. That's a good point. I yeah. mean, if you can keep it off mm. most of the time, then it's worth keeping it rather than getting rid yeah, of it. Yeah. So okay. Well, we'll talk about that because. You know, our, I, I, you know, I think it's important to for people to know our backgrounds. We're quite diverse, right? In that, yeah. that we come from very different backgrounds in that sense, because there's a lot of things. Like, for example, I love horror films. Yeah, uh, you, you you hate horror films. You don't watch it. Uh, that's fine and that's cool. And I, I think probably that's probably a better Islamic stance to <laughs> yeah. be fair. But uh, there, or even like certain types of genres, you I would enjoy much more, and and you wouldn't. Yeah. So, so we we have certain you know differences there uh, although we have something that we do enjoy but at the same time my background is very much from a creative um uh, you know sort of a creative approach uh, i i love filmmaking i've done filmmaking in the past i've yeah. done creative videos online i've done creative videos uh etc etc for different platforms etc um so when I look at video and when I look at video and I look at TV, I come from a very different approach. Yeah. I look at it as a tool for art and creativity, whereas I don't think you have that same attitude towards it. No. So I, I think to that me, forms, I just, yeah, I, you just see it as a waste of time. A waste of time. Yeah. So yeah. we have very different approaches. Yeah. Which is TV, interesting. And that obviously impacts the parenting. So um, if we think about when Musa was born, um, as usual, I like to do my research and so the World the World Health Organization says kids under age two should have no screen time. Mm-hmm. And then from ages two to five, maximum one hour a day. Okay. And I remember these, um, so this is, these are this, uh, 2019's guidelines from the World Health Organization. But even when I, seven years ago, when I first had Musa, when I was researching these things, there was a lot of sinister stuff about TV. I remember reading a book called Remotely Controlled by Eric Sigmund. Mm. And that was uh, showing some interesting research that mice who are exposed to screens are unable to then go through a maze and do specific tasks because the screen literally rewires your brain. And this author was arguing that if a child from a young age is put in front of a screen, it's very difficult for them to then sit still in school and or sit still in doing lessons or anything like that because their eyes and their brain get used to movement because the screen is always moving. So real life then uh, just appears boring and dull. And uh, another study showed that um, 
kids who under age five who spent more than two hours a day watching TV or watching any sort of screens were almost eight times more likely to meet the criteria for uh, ADHD than kids who, say, spent 30 minutes a day. So yeah. there was some sinister research, and I remember being quite hardcore with Musa when it came to screens, to watching different things. I didn't like to put him in front of the TV. I remember even if we or we were around grandparents and grandparents would be watching sort of like Bollywood or something yeah. like that, I would remove him from the room, which seemed a little bit hardcore mm. at the time, but even considering he was like six months old, but I just didn't want him exposed to that kind of stuff. Mm, mm. So that was with Musa. And then I think with each kid, you do get a little bit more lax. What I do find intriguing is now... Uh, so this, there was this World Health Organization study, the no screen time under age two and then mm-hmm. limited screen time. The Royal College of um, Pediatrics and Health has actually disputed this. This They're saying mm-hmm. that it's actually not no conclusive evidence to show that screens are that bad. So yeah. that would support your argument, Raz. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you're like, you can't just have a blanket rule. Mm-hmm. This um, The new research is sort of showing that not negating the old research, but it's showing that you can't have this blanket statement that, okay, only one hour of screen time for age three because every child is impacted by screens in different ways. So as long as you are having a balanced lifestyle, which is what you always advocate, and this is something we have gotten into so many debates and arguments over the past couple of years over screens because we have such different views. But this, the research is now actually backing you up, saying that if you can have a balance, then there's nothing wrong with screens. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there have been lots of, there's been lots of research published. There was a, a, a research um, article, a systematic review, actually. And if you look at evidence, and if you look at, uh, coming purely from a scientific background here, if you look at evidence, the best evidence you can get in science is something called a systematic review or, or meta-analysis. And this was a systematic review looking at sedentary behavior. And some of this did say that, you know, if you have higher duration or frequency of TV, it's associated with higher clustered um cardiometabolic risk scores so um, you know if you're watching tv or using video games more often then it can um, um, result in unfavorable behavior and and, and can be, you know be associated with with cardiometabolic um, problems and we know that now we know that what you do as a child really impacts how you live your life later on um, but saying that um I honestly believe uh, the reason why I think that, well, number one, there are people who take the TV out, TV out completely from their homes. Okay, you know, fine. I respect that. If you want to do that, that's up to you. Um, but I strongly believe that the TV and visual media and uh, visual uh, conveying of messages and stories is pretty much the way to communicate now. This is the way to change lives. This is this is this platform is what changes the entire community now it changes the world at a global stage and that's tv literally you 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 know think about think about viral content think about stuff which uh people talk about day in day out they are impacted by tv now if as muslims we turn a blind eye we're throwing out our tvs Mm. that doesn't do anyone any favors in my opinion because we need to know what's there. We need to know what our children will be facing when they go out. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, we know we need to know what we need to tackle. You know, what we need to tackle as parents, what the children are. You know, what's rated as a PG now is so different to what was PG of 20 course, years yeah. ago. And that evolves. And that evolves a lot. Um, you know, I, I, I remember seeing PG stuff before and now I think about it. I'm like, oh my God, you know, yeah. um, there's some things that now in PG that's you just think, how do they get away with it? And they will continue to do that. And they'll continue to push the boundaries about what's appropriate and what's not and slowly society changes then and slowly what the kids are exposed to what they what they see what they experience it it all changes but is that not an argument to then not let kids watch screens no i think it's an argument for um uh seeing what's what's out there but at the same time that doesn't mean you just let kids reign free you i mean we've done that we police what they watch we do police what uh, they we watch. do police what they watch and at the same time look being a parent in today's day and age is hard. It's, it's, it's yeah. extremely challenging, let alone being a Muslim parent with the, all the other connotations attached to that. We need to... Children are going to grow up, if you're, especially if you're living in the West, you know, uh, or we say West, inverted commas, you know, the same case everywhere. The moment the kids step outside, they're exposed to so much. They're exposed to so much that's going to challenge their belief, that's going to challenge their faith. I'm a strong proponent or of... of and a strong supporter of introducing certain interests or certain things that are essentially harmless, as long as you, as a parent, consider mm-hmm. it to be harmless, so that you have a little bit of control of the things they might be into. Um, and and, I, and that's, 
well, I'll come on to that. And that's why I introduced video gaming too. And I, I, we'll, we'll talk about that. But I think it's all a balance. And I think it's how you see that tool. Now, taking the TV out, great. You could take the TV out completely from your house. And some people do that. That's fine. But I just find that, no offense to anyone listening, but I find that that can be a little bit hypocritical at times because what ends up happening is these kids end up going on iPads. They end up going on phones. Yeah. They'll watch Netflix. They'll watch YouTube. They'll watch whatever they want. Everything is still available. So actually, you can argue that TVs are probably becoming redundant now anyway. Largely. I prefer kids to watch on the TV rather than the iPad. So we recently bought an iPad because yeah. I resisted it for a long time. Yeah. But they're they're not allowed to actually watch things on the iPad because it's harder for me to sort of police what they're watching yeah. if they're on a screen uh, as opposed to the TV. The TV's in the middle of the room so I can see what's going on. And, so, and YouTube has these, you know, um, related links. And, yeah. And even the adverts are sometimes so inappropriate. So I completely agree. In that way, actually, you know, TV works mm. great. But now the, the way we consume media is changing. We don't watch stuff. When's the last time we sat down and said, oh, it's seven o'clock, this thing is on? Never. Yeah, no. I don't think we've done that for years because we are the Netflix generation. We are. Where essentially you... Uh, and I will watch stuff at our own schedule. That's where the world is headed, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I, so I look. I, I think everything is within moderation, and I think even TVs within moderation. I don't think it's the center of evil, as most people say, because I think it's a tool that can also convey good. For example, there were some great shows that we introduced our kids to. Um, do you remember Mystery Bunch? Oh yeah, Mystery Bunch. I used to yeah. watch that on YouTube. Yeah, so we used to put, put it out on, on YouTube TV, on the yeah. TV and they used to watch that. That was an Islamic um, uh, show. Yeah, like an Islamic yeah. series. And um, great, because it's a medium to learn. And yeah. um, generally, I think as Muslims, we have to adopt new technologies which can potentially change the world for the better. And I think by shunning TV completely, as a, look, I, I don't think everyone is for everybody, but people who are interested and can influence that market. I have friends who are filmmakers mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of them um, because I feel like we need more Muslims in this field so that we can change the narrative. Yeah, you're very passionate you know, about this I'm very this passionate issue. about that. And, Muslims in media. And Muslims in media. And honestly, I have to remind myself every day, but this is also why I'm on social media myself and why I always wanted to have a big presence on social media. A lot of it might be rubbish, jokey, whatever, but it's because I want to change the narrative be part of that change in the narrative. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can see I'm quite passionate about that, but yeah. that's because I, I find that that media is so powerful, is so strong, and it can be used for good. Um, so uh, yeah, but I, I think it's just about what you watch, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and we we were quite strict about certain things, and even like, you know, when Musa, if he's like seven and something's rated eight, sometimes they have ages on it. He's like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not going to watch it because it's said eight, eight yeah. ages, eight and over. He's got it drilled in his yeah, head. Yeah, Musa's, um, mashallah, quite uh, stringent when it comes to the yeah. age ratings. Is, no, she, she doesn't, doesn't care. She doesn't care. <laughs> she doesn't care. Whatever but it is. If we take a step back first and just go back to uh, to- the toddler age, mm-hmm. it's you know people they like to, especially amongst the homeschooling community. This is quite because uh, obviously I'm following all the homeschooling accounts and I'm this is sort of my area. Uh, I a lot of homeschoolers really really shun technology because they say that technology. You know, we didn't. I remember speaking to someone and I remember saying that Musa learned phonics using. Mm-hmm. Uh, this the phonic song and all these youtube links and she was like i don't believe in that because she said uh we didn't grow up using you know the media to use learn abc why can't you just do traditional methods and it's interesting because people i think a lot of times probably me even i'm guilty of this i for me technology is just this big evil to be rejected and so Mm. only now i'm starting to embrace you know the kids are allowed to do some maths on the ipad and some games but generally i mean i don't but but I but I think that's down to our brought ups. Like you said, you had a very strict brought yeah, up. Yeah, I, I was. An- and so in a way, I think you've made this link between yeah. technology being evil. Yeah. Whereas for me, you know, I I built computers like at a young age as a child. Yeah. You know, and I I'm the one who set up the internet in the house. It wasn't my mum or dad. It was me. Yeah. I set it up. Um. And I grew up on it. Um. But there are dangers. You know, there are absolute dangers. I was I could have easily you know um done anything without my parents knowing. I could have literally you know. Um, run run riot and i think the internet changed all that yeah uh, i think before you were talking about tv and programmed televisions yeah. but now you're talking about internet being involved with everything mm-hmm. and that means all of a sudden the kids are exposed to a lot more but i think when we're talking about um introducing technology to teaching uh i, I i'm very much that you need to go with the times yeah because that's where the world's headed there's no point doing traditional teaching for your children when they're going to grow up in the real world where everyone has had decades of experience with 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 iPads with 
touch typing with screens and how to get around it believe me that's an extra stress that will that our children do not need and inherently it's not a bad thing like um computers change the way we communicate I mean, the fact that you can, you know, before, if you want to convey one hadith of Rasulullah then you could, you, you go shout it out in your neighborhood and maybe 10 people will hear, right? But now you type it once and all of a sudden 20,000 people will read it. How can you shun a technology which could, which could really, subhanAllah, change the narrative for Muslims That's true. Uh, ultimately? So I think you have to embrace it, um, control it. But when it comes to monitoring. kids, do you remember that study, in, uh, article in the BBC said that there's this top neurosurgeon who said that medical students coming in now do not have the dexterity and fine motor skills to perform surgery yeah. because this is the iPad generation who has not done enough things with their fingers, playing and Play-Doh and yeah, you know, yeah. writing and yeah. playing in sand. So, you know, I think, I don't know, I'm still a bit uh, on the fence about... Yeah. Young children and iPads. I, I, I think it has to be within control. Everyone has their own control and what they consider appropriate. Someone yeah. might say two hours a day is fine. Someone might say two hours in a week is that's max. And I think that's just down to you as an individual parent. Um, we limit TV for our kids mostly on the weekends, right? So our, no, our kids. Uh it depends if I've had a really sleepless night with you, Shai. If I've yeah. really... No, but as a general depends. rule, if, yeah. imagine all those factors are out. We yeah. Generally, we say we're, we can have like a movie night or something on a weekend. So they're on the weekdays, they're allowed sort of educational. semi-educational shows. So yeah. if anyone's ever heard of things like Wild Kratz or what else? Magic, Magic School, School Bus. It's getting a bit old for them now. I think yeah. I'd love some new suggestions for some educational, beneficial uh, series on Netflix or otherwise. And then sort of rubbish TV is for the weekend again things like Ninjago and things like that see you don't yeah. have a, you didn't have a problem with Ninjago Lego yeah. Ninjago I had a problem with that because yeah. they were speaking in such a rude way like they're and, yeah. and for me it's like why do you want to let your kids watch something in which the characters are just speaking in sort of rude tones and yeah. for you you're like that's a minor point yeah because our kids are not alhamdulillah we, I have enough faith in our brought up that I know that they're just laughing at something which is innocent is meant to make children laugh uh, but you're right I think you do have to be careful it is a balance because they might pick up some stuff so yeah. I, I appreciate that but I don't think Lego cartoons is that, is that. and I think we just have to disagree you can see on I'm that. really yeah. hardcore about these things yeah you, you are but uh, but I'm more I mean I introduced yeah. the whole Marvel universe to the kids yes. and superheroes and, and stuff like that so the, well that's the other thing We, you know the important thing is TV you know you either do one thing or the other and if you're doing one thing, it takes you away from the other thing. So what I'm referring to here is like, for example, reading. So that's yeah. interesting because I read all the time. Yeah. Right. And I do attribute that to having limited screens when I was younger. Mm. And, you know, a study I was reading the other day showed that reading for pleasure is one of the biggest indicators of a child's future success in life. Yeah. Uh, and how many kids nowadays read for pleasure? Yeah. So this is something, and as uh, more kids consume media, I read a study once, which I was again, I was trying to find, and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't find it. I don't know if we should quote all the different studies we read, yeah, because I thought it might get very boring to just quote, quote, quote them introduce the different <laughs> academics and things. Which is why I was. Well, just one saying, of the things someone did ask say, if you could drop references, if we have time, we'll try doing that. But um, <laughs> it'll become like a you university know, essay then if we <laughs> yeah, do the essays. But but, but you know, um, we'll try and drop names mm, at least where we can. But so, one on. study I read said that kids, the more uh, TV, the more screens, screen time kids have before age eight, the less likely they are to pick up a book for pleasure after age eight. Mm. So that's something which I think is something to consider because if your kids are just addicted to screens when they're younger, then are they likely to pick up a book for pleasure when they're older? Yeah, yeah, and that's a valid point. So I think that's one thing as a family we've always inculcated, or certainly you know uh, I've, no we've inculcated I've inculcated well I was reading to the kids when they were younger all the time and then now I don't just don't have time but um, but this is why we delayed video games because this is something yeah, which yeah. you wanted to well, introduce I, well I well no actually I very much understood the introducing that early could be very challenging um, uh, so that's why I I deliberately delayed introducing it until uh, I was happy that, you know, they, they, they developed that love for reading. So uh, you're a big I'm, gamer yourself, of course. I'm, I'm a big gamer myself. Um, and we'll, we'll, well, do you want to talk about that yeah, now? Yeah. Fine. So, okay, fine. We'll, we'll jump onto the other yeah. screen format. And we'll talk about video games because um, you've never gamed really. Never. Um, and you have the same sort of prejudice against gaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks to your brought up, probably. Yeah. Um, and I, I think generally when you speak to people, um, when you speak to 
um, anyone who's had experience, who hates gaming, or who's had yeah. experience, they probably know somebody who said, oh, you know what, uh, it's just a waste of time. Somebody's just shooting around stuff on mm-hmm. the screen, shouting, talking to their friends. Well, that's what I thought. Thing. And that's what you think, right? Um, I didn't even know adults gamed until I met you. Yeah, exactly. And now, actually, my generation, um, the 30s and 40s now and onwards, till, you know, till we are old, I think we'll continue to game because we're the first generation that grew up on it. Yeah. Um, as a main platform. Um, but I love gaming. And the reason why I love gaming is because, look, uh, you and people who are listening already know that I'm a big fan of creative arts and whatever, you know, different formats of communicating. Um, I don't distinguish between different forms of art and media, including literature and video games. And honestly, I believe video games falls in its own art category. And the reason why I say is that, yeah, sure, you've got like FIFA, you know, like these football games and you have like these shooters, which, yeah, there's there, there's a place for them. And I, to be honest, I'm, I play them, but not that often at all. Um, the games that I play and the games that I played and the games I play with the kids, the thing is, there's a whole world out there that a lot of people just are not aware about. The reason why I think video games can be good, and again, limited, because you can get addictions with anything, though, right? That's yeah. with anything. You can get you can get addicted to even reading, and it could be detrimental to a person. <laughs> um, it can be because all these things can make a person antisocial. You know, that, that, that's is everything yeah. within moderation. But video games, um, not only do they develop a, a child's logic, because sometimes, often, and often, there's huge elements of puzzle solving. There's building. There's uh, thinking about uh, laterally how to get through something. And sometimes, in fact, a lot of times, they have stories that would match some of the greatest literature that you've read. Um, I mean, just to give an example, like um, one game that I just played a couple of, um, you know, uh, maybe a year or two ago, and uh, really stuck with me was the story. And if I was told you this, this is a story of a video game, people would be like, "What, really?" So it's the story of a man whose wife has Alzheimer's. So he leaves, um, he has a break, and he joins a a, a ranch in, in the forest, and um, and it's his story about how he's tackling with that whole wife having Alzheimer's and is in between of some sort of a mystery and things. And it's basically like a novel playing out. And often, um, you know, people don't realize that games can have real depth. And even if you're talking about artistic design, like these games are not just, they don't just come about. Someone has to sit down, design the music, design the characters, design the stories and the way it's going to go. Some of them are just pure cinematic um, master- masterpieces. And for me, I think... Why? What, what's, what's wrong with that? What's the, what are the actual negative, negative sides other than addiction? Yeah, yeah? but that's but a huge... It, but, but that's huge with anything. I think that applies to, you know, that can apply to food, that can apply to junk food, that can apply to, um, you know, them watching TV like we're talking about, that can, uh, uh, you apply know, to apply to anything, any, yeah. absolutely anything, right? Um, it can apply it, to Lego. Musa is obsessed with Lego these he's days. He's obsessed with Lego. Everywhere he goes, he has a Lego yes. in his hand. And sometimes that can be detrimental because that means that you're talking to him and he's playing with a Lego. And, you know, what, what fo- focus? Yeah. Like in the same way that I might be on my phone and he's talking to me and, and I'm addicted to the phone or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, there, there's so many benefits from that. You mentioned that, you know, the surgeon talking about... Um, Oh, nowadays kids can't do Don't this. Don't have the fine motor yeah. skills, yeah. Um, but but you know, I I, I challenge that because um, uh, th- there's evidence. Uh, you can you can look it up. Uh, Wu S and Spence um, um, uh, published in in a journal in 2013 uh, where they said playing. Um, shooting and sort of driving video games that improves uh, visual searchability just because you know you have to look quickly at a target and things like that um, there's um, th- this talk about um, how for example um, surgeons uh, now they say that uh, actually yeah sure iPad and all that but a lot of surgeons say that people uh, and students they did they, 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 they a random like a randomized trial where some students um, who played video games versus those who didn't found those who played video games had much better de- dexterity because oh, wow. their hand-eye coordination is much better. Um, I can actually see that with the kids when they're playing some video games. Um, they can they're solving puzzles and they're thinking of things which I wouldn't be able to think of. Yeah, which so I, it gives you a whole yeah, different understanding of things. And uh, not only that, video games now is being used for things like. Um, um, you know, in, in, in like uh, autistic mental health, mental health, and autistic spectrum. Uh, uh, there, there, there's a study you can look about Finky um, in the American Journal of Speech and Language in 2018, uh, where it quotes, you know, to be quite honest, if it wasn't for video games, I wouldn't have had a social life at all. This is co- quoting an autistic uh, spectrum disorder. Uh, you know, a, a patient on on that on that spectrum. Um, so, 
you know, there, there definitely are benefits. And I think people are just unnecessarily biased because they don't understand the medium. And when they think gamer, they think somebody who's sitting around wasting their time away. But I just do not see the difference. Sure, the difference is some games can be hours and hours and hours. But to be honest, um, you could binge watch an entire series in that time and be a passive, uh, you know, for me, I would prefer to play a video game than watch a series. Uh, mm-hmm. because you're just a passive yeah. uh, not that there's anything wrong with it you know it could be a great series whatever it is that's fine I have nothing against that either but I could be you know you're just sitting down passive on a sofa and just taking it all in whereas a video game forces you to think forges, forces you to be a part of a story and make choices and decisions and has probably a greater impact on you emotionally and I, I think just in terms of cultural impact than than, than than a TV show sometimes but what about people would who would argue because I know again coming from the homeschooling community a lot of homeschoolers would say but why can't you have those problem solving skills and thinking outside the box through a board game you absolutely can and that's why we've got board games we, do, we, <laughs> we have board games you yeah know? And, and we have plenty of those yeah. and uh, i'm a big proponent of board games as well i've bought the kids a, a pool set uh, i've bought them you know a handheld dexterity you know one of those buzzer things yeah. with the make sure you don't touch the wire yeah. uh, and they've got things like yeah, we all different and types snakes and ladders and things i bought them uh, i bought musa a chess board yeah recently, they were playing chess one. on the train the other day yeah, exactly so uh, you know which i think is you know they probably don't understand it fully yet yeah but fine i, I think they again it's a balance like you it's said a, it's a balance and i think you have to still understand the medium of the times if you don't mm. understand medium of the times how are you going to make an impact or change that sure That's not everyone point. wants to do that though not everyone wants to do that uh, for example if my, if my kids wanted to go on and develop games i'd hope they infuse islam into everything that they do yeah. and, I, and and maybe they could make a game why why we still don't the world is ruled by everything that will take us children away from islam because we don't want our kids to go into the very things that makes those those changes that's a good point so um so anyway i i feel very strongly and passionately about that and i think um there's a lot of benefit to have video games um and that's if why you, if you keep your intention as well like you said for the sake of allah that you allow your kids to be exposed to sort of video games and screens but you know, no, in but the future yeah, that's for them true to- that's true but it's not just about that but at the same time um i think it's look I'd rather, like I said, when the kids walk out, they're going to be exposed to so much fitna, so many trials and tribulations. I, you know, they're going to go out, They could, if they don't, you know, I'd rather they spend their time on something I introduce them to. Yeah. Right? Every human being needs rest. Every human being needs that. Whether that's going to be reading or mm. whether that's going to be playing video games or watching TV, I'd rather introduce some of those things now and and make sure that it's legit, you know, nothing yeah. uh, nothing too disastrous or a bit of a love for things which are, uh, you know, relatively okay and mm-hmm. not really going to damage them in the long term, psychologically, emotionally, and actually give them bad habits. If you can introduce that now, I, I, I mean, this is empirical. I'm not basing this on anything, but I think as a parent, it just means that when they grow up, they'll have passion in other things. Um, not just these things. I mean, I you know I, um, I, you know I love introducing the idea of traveling with the kids, and I love traveling with the kids as much as we can. Yeah. Um, things like going, you know, going out whenever we can. Uh, uh, you know, I always talk to the kids about camping. They're a bit young, uh, but we did, you know, we did that. Um, the farm trip. The far- we did a farm trip where we stayed in a yurt, and I talk about camping with the kids, and I I completely agree that I mean this leads on to the other things I think video games uh, TV and all that is fine in limited doses as long as it doesn't take away the physical element because I think leading healthy lives that are physical are just as important but I don't see why it cannot be a balanced thing yeah why you can't have time outdoors and get physical activity and physical activity is physical It, it does help you emotionally too sure but it doesn't challenge you in the same way that you're going to sit and do a board game or do a video game yeah, but if you hike a hike a mile of course it's going to challenge you physically though oh you mean yeah. mentally yeah i'm talking about the okay. different, different things challenge you in different ways okay. um okay. you know a reading will fulfill a different demand as would physical yeah. as would you okay. know uh, physical activity as would video okay. games or whatever it is so you're advocating um, just the, the balance I'm not getting a balance. But and what I, about I things like shooting games and things like that? I mean, I... Yeah, so like, for example, I don't introduce... Uh, I haven't introduced that to the kids. No. So, uh, Musa, he... What kind of uh, stuff are the kids playing these days? Kids love Fortnite, right? Um, that's a huge thing. No, as in kids, thing. our kids. What are our kids? Oh, right. Um, no, our kids, so they play things... So they, they play things like... Um, Zelda. So I got Zelda, which is a sweet little game. It's about, you know, puzzle solving and... 
you know, uh, quests and things like mm-hmm. that. It's adventure based okay. and based in a little world where you have to go and collect things and you have to figure okay. out puzzles to achieve a de- okay. to achieve a goal. I think it's great because yeah. you have to figure out how to do a certain. And it, they're only allowed uh, on weekends. That's, and they're only allowed on weekends, yeah. which uh, which I agree with that. I yeah. completely agree with that. That's my rule. And yeah, yeah. well, it's my rule too. I mean, I've never argued for them yeah. to play on the weekend. So. Um, I very much intentionally introduced it on the weekends for them, and um, uh, and I want I, and I like it because it's an interest of mine, and I like yeah. I like them to be involved in that. That's fine. I, I don't mind uh, shooting games and things I've avoided. Like for example, Fortnite is a huge craze now. Everyone knows about it. You know the dance that you know the, yeah. the Fortnite dance, and everyone does it. I've never been into it that much. I've I used to play a few sh- shooting games myself. Yeah. Um, but I've sort of grown away a little bit from it. I tend to focus more on short story games and things which have a bit of meaning and stuff. And I, honestly, some I, I would not be lying if I said some games have almost brought me to tears because of the impact that they have. So, um, so I, yeah, I could play stuff like that. They play Lego games again, which again is similar sort of yeah. thing. Uh, I want to introduce them to Minecraft, which is very popular mm-hmm. with homeschoolers as well. Yes. Um, they are, you know, I mean, if you are listening and you like advice on games to play, <laughs> drop me a line. I will tell you what are good for kids and what's good yeah. fun, what's clean, good fun. Um, but see, clean, good fun. This is my big issue with screens because mm. obviously we are the Netflix generation and just most of the content, if you if you go back to TV, is rubbish. I mean, if you look at Scooby-Doo episodes, the kids on Amazon Prime, they have uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, I think. So that's mm. that that's the 1990s one, which I grew up watching. So that was very clean and it's quite good. They like that. Mm. Have you seen any of the recent Scooby-Doo episodes? SubhanAllah, they are sexualized like anything. Daphne is, you know, she's like wearing a bikini and she's got a YouTube channel and it's just absolute rubbish. And this is a big problem I have with TV because I just feel like, you know, screens in general. I mean, the kids, we're going to be, the kids are accountable. Well, we're accountable to Allah for what our kids consume. And I just feel like, is it even easy nowadays to monitor what they watch? Everything no, has this sort of, you know, sinister elements. Everything has all the the whole boyfriend, girlfriend thing, you know, everything has, um, I mean, Disney, for example, if you want to just take a quick detour and talk about Disney, do you believe the whole, there's a big thing now how Disney had a conspiracy theory to sort of make kids go away from their parents. If you look, the kids disobey their parents. Ariel, she disobeys mm. her father in The Little Mermaid. She goes against, you know, she mm. runs away from home or she goes against his, well, his will. It's all a, you know, you can look at all these conspiracy theories. I, I grew it's up true, on Disney. Though. Well, I grew up on Disney. You did as well. Um, it didn't impact how we treat, uh, you know, uh, rebelling against parents like that. Yeah, that's a good um, point. So I, maybe we're, are we reading too much into it then? The, well, the, am I reading too much into it? There's truth in some of these things. You have to have a reasonable balanced approach. Uh, I mean, going back to video gaming, for example, video game addiction is a real thing. It can psychologically really mess up children. Um, there's, you know, there's gambling and stuff in it, right? There so there's some like, articles about how children yeah. between the age of 11 and 16 are gamblers. They're, yeah, they're gambling. The, the, the reason being because some of these games, they, they prey on kids by selling items. Like you can buy cosmetic items. So like, say you're playing a game with a character, okay. you can buy clothes, different types on of clothes. On the actual game. On the actual game that will okay. cost real money. Just to oh, change wow. the way that they dress, okay. and, and sometimes games introduce a, like a gambling system where you could buy a box, and inside the box would be any random um, item, right? Wow, great, that's fine. But actually, some states have ruled that as as, as gambling and as illegal. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know that's a real problem. And uh, social media, sorry, um, uh, social media addiction and stuff like that, uh, and video game addiction, these are real problems, and actually. The, the, some of sometimes it requires psychiatric in, intervention, yeah. which is why I think you do have to. I think is great, but that, this is why people limit it. This is why people yeah. don't want to introduce video well, the, games at all. But this is, but okay. So here's the question: If something has problems in it, do you completely ban it? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I mean, I, I think your approach is a lot more hardcore than mine. Yeah, in that, it is. Because I'm not. I don't say you just throw out the TV. I don't say you throw out the video games. I say you. You teach the kids teach to the have kids balance. Have that balance. That that's why I think what happens is how often have you seen par- how often okay and those people listening when you've had friends who are in university who've come yeah. from a very strict background how often have they gone off the rails when they've been away from the parents in the university yeah. why very true why because they've never been they've been completely completely sheltered. sheltered they've never been taught how to deal I'm not saying you give your children haram and teach them to do haram no one's saying that we are talking about things 
that in and of themselves aren't haram. Like TV as an invention yeah. is not forbidden. But and once screens, upon a time, screens are here to go, are, are here to stay. Here to stay, exactly. Same as video games. Like that's fine. And I think it's great the fact that I love video games and as do the kids because I play what they play. Yeah, and, and it teaches no link, teamwork. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the link between us, and mm-hmm. I know exactly what they're playing, and I can have a handle on that. And I think the same with TV. Like. That's one of the reasons why I introduced like with Marvel. Like I love Marvel. I love the Marvel yeah. cinemas. The, the, the you know cinematic. That's universe. another point of contention because I'm like, why do you have to introduce them to fictional characters? You know. Well, we'll have an. I don't know whether that falls into this, but we can talk about introducing fantasy at a separate time. Yeah, I think um, we should do another topic. podcast yeah, on, on fantasy. Just d- different even d- TV shows and different themes and the representation or lack of representation of you know diversity in media. That's I yeah, think. yeah. Well, but but I think it would be amazing. Like I, you know what? In video games, there's there, I don't remember that an overtly Muslim character in any video game right now and why not when that changes the way we behave as a society you know do you know video games are like the biggest medium in the world now like they earn more than the top grossing Hollywood films and they they, they, they top it all they, they more than uh, other films music and books all combined mm-hmm. video games do that so why as parents are we so clueless about it when yeah. all of our children even if you don't have a video game console the whole movement is moving now towards video games on phones and iPads, yeah. right? So even if you don't have a, a console at home, then I'm not saying parents should go out and become gamers, but I'm saying that you need to understand the medium. Otherwise, um, you risk having that dissociation from children and not being uh, connected. Yeah. And, that, and I'm, I'm, gra- I'm grateful because I'm connected. I'm glad because you know, this is not... Because you're not. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's where problems happen when yeah. children and parents are disconnected culturally. Mm. Um, and I, I want to remain relevant as much as I can. Yeah. Eventually, I will become outdated. I know, but right now I'm relevant, yeah. so I'll, I'll, I'll ride on that yeah. wave. Um, but yeah, okay, that's really interesting. I mean, I know this is a point of disagreement with us, but I think I am sort of seeing your perspective. Yeah, I yeah. still sometimes when the kids are playing video games on the weekend, I have to leave the room because I just don't like the sight of kids. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like the sight of kids watching screens. But I think that's just down to me and a personal thing. And I, it's probably. But, but I think you know, Alhamdulillah, you've done a great job with them inculcating reading. Yeah, like they love. Musa still loves reading. And if I noticed, and honestly, this got nothing to do with anything else. But if I noticed the kids started stopping reading yeah. and started becoming a bit too addicted yeah. that they haven't they don't beg for honestly no, they no. do not beg for video games yeah. or anything like that it's because they know they've got a time and a, and yeah. a place for it and there's a time for it and we try um, not to put for example in the car long car journeys so that that's the, our biggest that's the biggest achievement yeah for us, we, right? they don't we don't the kid, older kids watched, don't get screens in the cars at all they take mm. books along if we have a long car journey Yusha the toddler he is sometimes uh, gets really cranky in the car actually we probably give him u- nursery rhymes on YouTube when we mm. want to keep him awake because we live quite far from yeah. The, the city so for yeah. us you know the worst thing would be if he falls asleep in the car so comes home yeah. yeah so yeah we do give him uh, and I'm, I'm I don't know how lax I am compared to with the other kids I think we definitely get more lax with each kid you do you long, do but yeah. I try not to you know I try not to unless we're in a big hurry to go somewhere and I have to feed him I try not to give him nursery rhymes while eating or mm. I, just, I generally like to avoid it but he does get I do sometimes especially when I'm homeschooling now I've started putting like maybe half hour of something on the TV for Yusha like yeah. a baby cartoon for him so yeah. he's young he's almost two he's 20 months so he's yeah. young so he doesn't meet so I'm not following those World Health Organization guidelines mm. but again you have to sort of work do with you know go with the flow what works for you if I am in the middle of a project with the other kids he's being disruptive then 30 minutes of screen time I don't think is going to do him much harm no inshallah. yeah it's, it's hard isn't it you can't judge people for doing that I mean sometimes um, you know, you go to a restaurant and you see that you know, there's a little child and they've got uh, the parents have put on a, a, a mobile yeah. phone. And I, you know, don't judge them. You don't judge them. You, don't you, judge you sometimes them. you don't we've, know how difficult children can be. We've been there, done that. I've yeah. been, I have been the judgmental parent when I first mm. had. Well, bef- no, before I had Musa, because I used mm. to think I'd never give my kid the phone in a restaurant mm. and I'd never do that. But you know, like we just we went to Turkey last year and. Mm. We were, I mean, we deserve a break as well. So yeah. it's, if Yusha's going to be screaming and running around in, in, a, in a restaurant, that's not a break for us. So yeah, we would give Yusha the phone when we went to, on holiday while eating. But that's so we could have a meal in peace. And so I just think, you know, if you take away anything from this podcast, take away the fact that don't judge a parent who's got yeah. their kid on a screen because you don't know the circumstances. You don't, you don't. Um, and we can only talk about how we want to raise our children, what yeah. we want for our kids. Um, again, I do, I do not want my kids to be addicted to, um, yeah. you know, video games. I don't want them to be addicted to TV. 
TV either. Alhamdulillah, we've, we've done well with that so far. So um, far, and alhamdulillah. It, but um, uh, at the same time, you know, I, I do think, I do second, uh, you know, people I thinking that... I think we're a good balance because I'm really strict and so I like I filter everything they watch. Yeah, yeah then... you're boring. I'm <laughs> yeah. the exciting. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that, no, that's true. We're a good balance in that way because... Uh, you drive them more academically, but I, I suppose that's in the nature of Not your role. Not just academically. I play. I mean, I like. To <laughs> you have some fun. You know, <laughs> I mean, fun. you may make a joke here or there. No, no Alhamdulillah, you do. You do. No, that's fine. But no, because that's your role as a homeschooler. That's yeah. ultimately, you know, then some. You, I think as parents, you, you are the fun parent. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're, no, but you have to compliment, mm. and you have to you have to balance that out. And at the same time, it's funny though. Despite being the fun guy, I think. Um, Kids sometimes are a bit more scared of me when I, you know, yeah. when I get angry. It's funny, but, um, but yeah. So I, I think overall, I think it doesn't matter what you decide to do. I, I think have a balance. Have Make a sure balance. For the kids it. are getting outdoor exercise. Make sure they're getting enough movement, yeah. physical activity, mm, mm. Uh, exposure to nature, and then exposure to books. That would be a big one, I would say. And then uh, we, one thing we didn't. I mean, we should probably really quickly cover is the computers as well, because. Our kids are not very computer literate at the moment. They've, no, so they know iPad and stuff. Yeah, but typing so, and things. Well, like I said, um, the iPad only in the past couple of months have we even bought an iPad. Mm, You've been asking for mm. for years. That, well, uh, you know, I, and you wanted yeah. one iPad per kid, and I said no. I don't think they need one iPad per kid. Yeah. Um, even things like if Mariam is doing uh, like you do some amazing artwork on the iPad, and Mariam was copying you, and she was doing some really good drawings on the iPad. I was yeah. like, why does it have to be an iPad? Why can't she be drawing on paper pencil? But again, you said it's the balance because our kids, you. Know, you know, again, they spend. You know, digital art is a whole new it's world. It's a whole new world. This is and I, why? why? I have to get with the times. Sure, there's, sure, there's classical stuff, and I think there's there's beauty in classical yeah. stuff. It's like having, uh, you know, it's like having a classical watch versus, you know, versus uh, and you know, an Apple watch. There's always going to be the, you know, the the, the beauty of yeah. the coal, uh, the classic um, traditional stuff, yeah. like you know, oil paints and stuff like yeah. that. But, no, but they do, they do, and I they try do that and do anyway. a lot of painting. Exactly. Yeah. But but I, I do think the world is going towards that. You know, yeah. to any job that you do, and to be honest, realistically, like architects school, nowadays they have the top iPad. They do. And they with, do. With they, you the know, they top have all these. And everything. Yeah, they have these CAD programs, which are these computer aided yeah. design programs. And um, but you know, even in even as a doctor, computer is the center yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, uh, engineer, lawyer, whatever everything. you do, it's you are focused around a computer. And I think I think our why kids would could you, probably do with a bit more. Computing Computer. formal yeah. instruction with computing, but my argument is that that'll come. I mean, it's not difficult. It'll to pick come, up. but they'll be behind because the whole mm. world is going to be ahead of them. By the time they're working adults, yeah, you don't know how the world will change. You know, yeah. our lives will be integrated with with. It's it's you can call it sad. You can call it uh, you know uh, a sad state of affairs for or our just times. The way forward, or, or it's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is, and you have to embrace it. But teach them how to control it. Yeah. Going back to those, you know, the the people who come from university to university, having yeah. never been exposed, they go crazy then they because do. they've never been exposed to it. So TV, video games, mobile phones. I mean, I think there's certain things. The good thing about TV and uh, you know um, video games is that you can see it as a parent yeah. it's in front of you. Yeah. Um, uh, but with mobile phones, no. that's a whole new topic. Like I wouldn't give. I don't think I'd give children mobile phone until they're like sixteen. Well, we um, say that, but for example, I know may, most yeah. most eleven year olds I know, for example, have a mobile phone. Musa um, was saying just the other day that some kids in his taekwondo who are eleven years old, they all have mobiles. So why is he not allowed to have a mobile when he's when he's eleven? Because we've told him sixteen. So he's like, well, you know, he's trying to debate that, bring it forward a bit. Well, peer pressure is another thing, isn't it? It is. That's huge. And I don't think we can. I don't think we are able to now with a Musa seven be like, oh, we'll give him a phone at sixteen because we don't know what the circumstances will be like. We don't know how much peer pressure there will be. So we'd like to say that we want to avoid giving him a smartphone, but it may change. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? what? And to be honest, a part of me thinks I'd like him to have a phone so I can at least know he's okay. Yeah, but we could give him that old school, old school Nokia, Nokia. One, yeah. <laughs> so that he can be, yeah, be bullied in school. Then, um, thanks well, to us, he's homeschooled under the So yeah, well, that's true. But uh, by then, he may well be. You don't, you know, we think about you. But but you know what I mean. Like even if he's out, yeah. at some point he's going to be independent. So I can imagine those challenges. You can. There's say, so many times when I'm upstairs actually, and the kids are downstairs, and I want to send them a text to be like, you know, can you just check on you, or can you just get me some water? Like it's really difficult actually having to physically come down. Yeah, sometimes, we, you we know. need more Alexas in the house. I know. So we can communicate via that, but. Um, yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and I think um, uh, you know that's the thing. There's certain things you do have to avoid until until they're a certain a, age, a certain yeah. age or you, 
and you know that's down to you as a parent what you think is appropriate i mean technology um, is designed to be addictive the is. kids currently they use what well, they, they use the ipad a lot for doing the quran uh, memorization mm. so i'll put the quran on for whatever verse they're doing on repeat and because they're in the room yusha will always now this is my latest struggle these days he tries and takes the ipad <laughs> and he, he tries to just i don't know press buttons and uh, he starts sobbing and screaming and having a tantrum if he doesn't get it so yeah. this stuff is designed to be you know addictive so it is but then, hard but then things like quran it makes it more attractive because it's this flashy yeah thing yeah so they, so really they like quran doing quran on, on yeah, the ipad yeah, so, so you can make things, how you yeah. how you sort of how you sell it how you sell it how you sell that you know how you sell that device and the kids um, don't associate the ipad with any sort of fun games as such because i haven't really yeah, allowed yeah. yeah we haven't really allowed. we did say that when we bought it that it's going to be an educational it is device, for education so um which is great like uh, you know it depends what you want from your children. Some yeah. kids, you know, you hear about kids who do coding at the age of six. I would, I would love it. Yeah, uh, kids have done that. You're welcome to introduce <laughs> that to the kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, you that. know, I'll try, inshallah. But um, you know, Allah alam. But um, so, let us know your thoughts on yeah. that. Uh, a bit of a long episode, and I and I talk passionately about my side of things. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a very creative art arty person, yeah. and I know that not everyone will agree with what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, you'd um, love to do a filmmaking course. And I, I, like, you know, I always say that when I finally finish my training and I have time, I love to do a part-time filmmaking course so I can I can do... I mean, I've, I've made films which have... Amazing Muslim films, films, yeah, mashallah. No, no, I wouldn't say amazing, but they've been <laughs> yeah. fun and at least uh, my amateurish attempt at creatively doing yeah. whatever I want to do. And that's why I make short, funny videos yeah. as well because that's my expression, whatever it is, as, as a Muslim. But, um, and I think uh, just being comfortable with these media, but telling kids how to be responsible with it i think it's not about banning the medium is or banning things it's which are inherently yeah. okay it's about teaching them how to have control over mm-hmm. it because that teaches control over everything else in life yeah so if they're ever faced with something which you know if they're faced with a situation which uh they don't know you know yeah. how to deal with they they, they can they can apply those same principles about control, um, and and I think that that's better than mm-hmm. just completely abstaining. Because if you completely abstain, then you've never been challenged. Yeah. You've never been challenged, and to be challenged is uh, you know that's yeah. what developed character. And and I, I think that's that's where I lie. I don't know. Maybe I'm convincing you a little bit on that. <laughs> yeah. You know, God knows. Maybe I'm going to create addicts from our kids. But but I, again, with a strong caveat that they're well-rounded kids. I think that's important, yeah. isn't it? But, yeah. Digital world, you have to be it's, with it. Yeah. Uh, any other final comments, Rich? No, I think that's uh, we've summed it up well. Alhamdulillah, long episode again. 50. People like it. Yeah, people like it. They listen. Alhamdulillah, they're good. <laughs> see, I, I think the episodes minutes. are a bit too long. But no, it's not. I don't podcasts. really listen to podcasts. You no, listen to podcasts. I, I do. More. I, I see podcasts which are you know, an hour, hour and a half. I'm like, great. Yeah, it's fine because it's commuting. Listen, so uh, for mm-hmm. me, it's great. I don't mind at all. I'm sure people enjoy it. So screens is is interesting topic, and we'll talk about content and yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, might a do that next episode. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be a good thing uh, to talk about. There are some uh, suggestions uh, people have asked about sex education and things like that, um, which I think we'll talk about um, and and the importance of that. Um, And again, remember, we're talking from um, a parenting point of view. We don't represent fatwas and uh, Islamic. uh, It's just who we are as people and what we believe to be correct in the world that we live in. Uh, and it varies from your culture to culture and world across the world. So let us know your feedback. Let us know if you have any good suggestions for kids to watch. I'm like I said, I'm always on the lookout for things which kids could. And Musa is seven. Mariam is going to be six, inshallah. Yeah. yeah. Any good, you know, clean shows which they could would possibly enjoy. Yeah. Please hit me up with your suggestions, inshallah. Yeah. And um, have you got any other suggestions for video games which are good, like you know, <laughs> like strategy uh, strategy games and uh, yeah. games which um, what might you know be good for kids uh, hit me up with those as well Uh, but fun ones too because I think life should have a little bit of fun in it too so guys thank you very much for listening to the Razin Religion Show Um, wherever you are good night good evening good morning Uh, take care until next time Asalaamu Alaikum Asalaamu Alaikum